is Mind Magic, the podcast all about mood, mindset, and magnetizing the life you want. I'm your host, Hannah Kokovai. With nearly 10 years as a transformational coach under my belt and hundreds of women's lives changed, I've got you covered with science-based spells to help you create more abundance, love, confidence, healing, and more. And yes, I'm going to drop some F-bombs and call them incantations. Fucking get ready to make anxiety, insecurity, and overwhelm go poof. I'm here to show you how to do magic with your mind. Hello, welcome to this short and sweet episode all about thinking that you should be better, farther along, fitter, healthier, over it, whatever, by now. I should blank by now. And I'm going to give you a brief rundown on why this thought is super, super dirty. Okay, if you've been listening to this show, you might actually recall back in episode number eight, which was um, the title of that episode was I don't know and other lies. I should is one of the other lies. (laughs) Okay, so I talk about um, what I call the fucked up five, the five dirtiest little thoughts that hardly ever lead anywhere good and are also like the sneakiest, squirreliest, most incognito thoughts that we tend to think. Um, Your brain has these five thoughts in particular, like locked and loaded, ready to shoot out of your mouth hole at any moment. (laughs) And I should is one of those fucked up five. Um, The others are I can't, I have to, I shouldn't, and I don't know. Now, really quick for those HSP people in the house, the highly sensitive persons, you know to pick up what I throw down here on this show with a giant grain of salt, yeah? I am not shaming you or blaming you for having had any of these thoughts or even if you want to keep using them or if you use them accidentally in the future, like it is okay. (laughs) Like no thoughts are wrong, no thoughts are bad. There's a very good protective reason that your brain wants you to think in these ways. Okay, the I should, I shouldn't, I can't, I have to, I don't know. Like there's a good reason for all of that. So when I say this thought is effed up, I'm never saying that you are effed up. Do you hear that? Dear listeners, you are absolutely perfect and worthy and genius. And what you think is not who you are, right? Don't confuse those two things. What you think is not who you are, and I know that to be true. So I'm never thinking that your thoughts are are you, okay? But moving on, I want to show you why this thought, I should be farther along or I should be better by now, is really dangerous, okay? Um, You might think that this could be a motivating thought, for some people, like, oh, like, I should be farther along, I should be better, like, let's go, got to get it done, right? But frankly, it's the opposite, with some nasty side effects. Um, Firstly, you'll most likely always be able to find backup or proof. Like when you start to think, I should be better by now, one thing that shows up in our A-line or our actions 
When you coach with me, you'll learn more of this lingo, but A-line just means the actions you take or don't take because of how you're thinking and feeling, okay? So like when you think, I should be further along by now, one thing that you'll do, one of the actions that you'll take because of that thought is to find lots of evidence of why you shouldn't be where you are now and how if you would have just done this or that or the other thing differently, or if you yourself were different, it would be easier, you would feel better, and basically just all these other thoughts that prove that you, in fact, should be farther along, right? Plus, you'll start to look at other people's journeys and compare and despair. And we talked about that in the last episode. If you're interested, go on back um, to episode 39. That was all about compare and despair. So this thought definitely can lead to some comparison and despairing. But the craziest thing is that this thought literally puts you at odds with reality. And I say craziest thing because like I think about that as like, am I a crazy person? Like I'm not even seeing reality. Like the reality of where you actually are right now, the thought I should be further along puts you at odds with the reality of where you actually are, right? It dissolves all presence and all ability to see real solutions clearly. It makes you believe that you should be different, but you're not. So you literally put yourself at odds with yourself. And this is where self-hate, self-pity, exasperation, annoyance, depression, anxiety, even like the feeling of just giving up, all of that comes in. Right? So thinking this way literally makes it impossible for you to feel good now. Impossible. Arguing with what is is one of the fastest ways to sink into a hole of despair. There's no upside to thinking that you should be farther along. And I'll tell you the other dangerous part, which is something that I hope that you'll take away from this today. And it is that thinking I should be better or further along by now really really catapults you into desperately trying to solve for how you feel with your actions. Feeling better does not happen by taking action, especially desperate action. Again, you'll learn about this more intimately in private coaching with me, but the self-coaching model that I teach shows us very clearly that you can't action your way out of feeling bad. But when you think I should be further along and you feel, let's say, self-hate, and you probably don't like feeling self-hate, you try to do the things to get you further along from self-hate. And we know that that never works. Like you can't hate yourself to a healed heart. You can't hate yourself to a fitter body. You can't hate yourself to more clients. You can't hate yourself to a promotion right? So we think that the thought I should be better by now is motivating us to do things to feel better, to be better, but really it's shaming us into taking actions that won't solve the real problem, which is that we think we've failed, right? We think that we've failed or that we shouldn't have to keep working on this. I should be better by now makes you believe that the only solution is to have what you don't have, to be what you're not, And it also tricks you into believing that there's something like some sort of like timetable on or or necessity to be better in order to live in this world. Like I should be better by now is like saying 
I missed the boat, like I'm wrong and I've failed, right? But none of that is true. None of that's true. You don't actually have to be any different than you are right now. In fact, you can live the rest of your life exactly as you are now and be totally fine and fulfilled. Of course, many of us do want more and that's wonderful, but thinking that you should have it by now is really not helping you to get it, okay? This thought is literally holding you back from what you do want or how you do want to live by making yourself wrong, confusing yourself by naysaying reality, right? Like reality is bad. What is now is wrong, right? From there, you can only get more of the same. And it amplifies the struggle in working towards having what you want. It makes the process of working towards having what you want feel like torture. So I want to share an example with you, like a concrete example. So this thought error is really, really clear um, for all of us. So let's just imagine, um, and like you might have an example that you're thinking of in your head right now of something that you think like, oh, I should be further along in this, or I should have this already, something like that. That's, that's very concrete for you. But I'm going to give you a concrete example here, just in case you're feeling like, I don't know what you're really talking about, Hannah. (laughs) So let's imagine that you want to love your body exactly as it is. Okay. That's your goal. And imagine that you've been working on this goal for a long time, maybe years, right? And sometimes it feels like you're making a lot of progress, but other times it feels like you're not making any progress at all. And you're just like hating on yourself all the time. But in this moment now you're thinking to yourself, gosh, it's been years. Like I should be okay with my body by now. Like what is wrong? And you're like, I don't know why I can't just get over this. I know I shouldn't care about this. I should just be able to feel at home in my body now. Like I've done so much work on this. I have a coach. I went to therapy. Like I don't have an eating disorder anymore. Like what is wrong with me? It should be over by now. I should be able to like move on to the next thing, right? And you believe that the solution to your suffering is to get to the point where you love your body, right? Once you feel content and happy with how your body looks, then all of this will be better. But why can't you just get there, right? And you like do all this crazy shit like crash dieting and not going to, you know, parties or events because you're afraid they'll be serving carbs there and do like forced affirmations like have you ever done forced affirmations i love my body i love my body i fucking love my body damn it (laughs) right and it gets exhausting and you're like oh my god i'm working so hard i should be there by now at least right i should love my body now i've done all this shit i'm working so hard you think the problem is that you need to love your body but the real problem the bigger problem is thinking that you should already, okay? Because thinking that you should already makes you feel less than, incapable, defeated, maybe even self-hate. The exact things that you're wanting less of is literally created through thinking that you should be cool with your body by now. Isn't that crazy? It isn't even thoughts about your body per se that are hurting you. It's thoughts about you and your failure or shortcoming and inability to have what you want, right? 
So like to prove that it's those thoughts, the thoughts of like, I should be further, I should love myself by now. And it's not even the ones about your body that are the most unhelpful, that make it tough for you to show up for yourself and move forward. Let's just imagine for another second that it's not you, it's your best friend or your daughter or your wife that was having a really tough time loving her body, okay? So picture like the woman or the girl that you love unconditionally. Maybe it's your mom, right? Imagine that she's been struggling with her image maybe for years. This like back and forth, you see her trying, moving the needle a little bit, but still feeling stuck, still getting caught up in comparing herself or thinking that she should look different. What would you do if somebody like that, who you loved, was struggling? Now, if you harbored the thought she should be further along by now, you'd probably be condescending towards her. Maybe you'd tell her, you know, you didn't know what the fuck her problem was or how to help her. Maybe you'd talk about her behind her back like, oh my God, she's never going to get past this. It's a lost cause. Maybe you'd be like, well, it's your fault. You got yourself there. Right? Maybe you'd even suggest like the crazy crash diet because you would also be thinking that if she was just skinnier, then this wouldn't be such a fucking issue. So like, come on, just do two a days at the gym and do a juice cleanse and take the diet pills, right? But imagine that you approached her like most of us probably would with somebody that we truly loved and cared for without thinking that she should be further along by now, okay? What would you do if you were just loving her, believing, thinking that it's okay? She's okay. She's going to figure this out. She's exactly where she's supposed to be. Of course she's hurting. Of course she's exhausted. But that just might mean she's on the brink of something, maybe even a breakthrough, right? You might show up and say some really positive and nice and helpful things to her. You might hold her while she cries. You might give her reassurance that this is part of the process and it's okay and you get it, right? You might be like, you know what? I know that it's hard and I know that you feel lost, but this is temporary, And I know you might not see it yet, but you actually have come so far. Remember when this, that, and the other thing, like, you know what I mean? You might say, you know what? Let's figure this out together. Like what has helped in the past? How can we make this 1% better today? You might tell her, I love you. Right? And I wonder how many times you'd be willing to do that, to be there for someone that you truly, truly love, right? If she came to you a week later or a month later or a year later and she said, you know what? I'm still struggling with this. I still don't know how to love my body fully. Would you be like, oh my God, Jesus woman, what is wrong with you? You should have gotten over this by now. No, you would not do that. You would love her through it as many times as it takes and beyond, right? And why? Like, why Why would you not say, oh, this is impossible. You'll never get there. You should have done it by now. Why would you not say that? It's probably because 
you will love that girl, whoever it is, your sister, your friend, your mom, your wife, whatever. You will love that girl, whether she is fat or skinny or has a six pack or is has blonde hair or no hair, right? Or loves herself or not. You will love her. It's probably because unconsciously, you know that loving her through it is way more effective and powerful than berating her through it. Maybe it's because you actually do believe that one day she might love herself. Even if there's literally zero evidence from the past that that is true, you still hold faith in people doing hard things that they don't think that they can do. And you're willing to wait for evidence from the future, right? Maybe you don't want to give up on somebody that you love. I think about this sometimes with Michael and, you know, I didn't ask, <laughs> I didn't ask him if I could share this on here. <laughs> I'm just thinking of it now. But frankly, since he wrote a book about it, I'm sure he'd be okay with my listeners knowing that he struggles like I do with mental health. And I think about this with him, like, how many times would I be willing to be there? How many times am I willing to be there to let him go through what he's going through in his own head before I say, like, okay, you should be done with this, like, depression thing by now. It's been long enough. My answer is forever. Eternity. Like, I'm going to love him through it without needing him to change or get better or be healed forever because that's what I think unconditional love is. I'm not here holding like a stopwatch or looking at the calendar and waiting for, you know, the time that he says, okay, I'm done, you know, getting anxiety now. Like, we don't ever have to deal with this anymore. If we're 100 years old on our deathbed, and I'm like over here next to him, like, do do do. I did tons of thought work and la la la, we're about to die. And I'm just so curious about like what's going to happen after we die. How exciting. And then he's laying next to me on the other side, like silently, gloomily, you know, with that look on his face, not speaking much, but to say like, I'm sad or I'm depressed or this sucks. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to hold him and I'm going to love him so hard through that moment. I'm not going to try to change his mind about how he feels or shame him into feeling excited about death with me, right? Because I know that however he feels, whatever he's doing is exactly what is supposed to be right now because it is. And I would never give up on him. Or even the possibility that maybe the peace that he needs isn't found in this life, right? Like there's nothing in me that would ever feel compelled to say, you know, you should have gotten over this by now. Because that doesn't feel like love. That doesn't feel like love to me, right? So like, why are we withholding that from ourselves? We can see that most of the time when we think that we should be farther along by now, it's because we want to skip the line to collapse time. And we can do that, right, with thought work if we want to. We can work on changing how we think to get different results, new results in our lives. But not with hate or shame or the self-defeatist feeling that comes from thinking we should be done with this work by now. 
we can go fa- faster, farther, right, by doing the work. But that might take a lot longer than we wanted it to take. And that's okay. So like, it's not that we're stuck and we can't get what we want. It's that we think that we shouldn't have to try anymore. We think that we should be done. And that's obviously a lie. If you don't have what you want yet, you obviously will want to keep going. So maybe how we try to go forward needs to change. How we try to take action needs to change. Maybe when this thought comes up, it's actually the perfect segue into learning, into teaching ourselves how to have compassion, how to sit with yourself while you cry, how to let yourself know that it's okay and it's going to be okay and you're growing whether you can see it right now or not. Okay, so whatever you think that you should have by now, right? You think the problem is that you need to get over your ex. But the bigger problem is thinking that you already should have. You think the problem is that you need to make more money, but the real problem is thinking that you should have by now. You think the problem is that you need to heal your anxiety, but the real problem is thinking that you should be healed today. All right, that's what I have for you. Thank you for tuning in. I hope this is helpful in some way and you can stop shooting on yourself and get to work taking action from love. I love you and I will see you next time. Thanks for making some magic with me today. Don't forget to subscribe. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at Hannah Kokovai so more women can begin conjuring the magic they want too. If you want to dive deeper into this work and collab with a certified mind magician, I work with women privately in my one-to-one coaching program that you can apply for right now at my website, hannahkokovai.com. I'm so honored to have been part of your day today, and I'll see you next time.